Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press Pass podcast from your local Press Republican newspaper. I'm Joe LaTemplio, Editor-in-Chief. This is episode 67 of our podcast series, which started um, almost close to two years now, almost. It'll be two years this summer. Uh, Ben Rowe, our trusty night editor, is with us, as is staff writer Kara Chapman. Yay, hello. So we're happy to have you both here. We got lots to talk about. We didn't have a podcast last week. We're sorry. It's it's been a busy time. Very busy. Very, very busy. Each and every day. So, but we got lots to talk about today. Um, First of all, I got a haircut today. I noticed when I walked in. You told me. When you walked in. Joe looks looks good. (laughs) I like getting haircuts. I feel fresh and rejuvenated. Every 12 weeks I get a haircut. I buzz it right down to the scalp and then it just grows back over the next couple months. Mm -hmm. Although this one was 94 days, 13 and a half weeks. So I I missed my deadline a little bit. Mm -hmm. Only Joe LaTemple would keep his haircut schedule. (laughs) Well, Absolutely. (laughs) And I will say that I like having my long COVID hair because it gives me an automatic icebreaker when I see somebody I haven't seen for a while. <laughs> like yesterday, somebody came to visit and they're like, whoa, your hair. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but as Kara mentioned earlier, you have to worry about split ends. Yeah, it's important to trim so that way you That's maintain true. hair. So you <laughs> probably true. should do a visit at some point. So I know for me, I have to go, I go every four months or so, and part of that is my uh, hairstylist. If I didn't book it right at that moment, then I wouldn't be able to see her for eight months or longer, probably. So, I will say, yes, it's it's something you have to give some thought to, Ben Rowe. It is getting to the length I like it, so I think I will try and maintain it around here. So, Uh, yeah, I don't want, you know, down to my, I don't know how far, but... Yes, well, hair is very important to maintain. As I was saying, that my during the height of COVID, or most of COVID, my wife was doing it at home mm-hmm. with the clippers, and uh, she kind of got sick of it. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that the COVID situation, which we can talk more about in a bit, um, has gotten to the point where I felt comfortable going to the barbershop um, and getting a haircut. And there didn't seem to be any issues. So I'm uh, all nice and short, and I feel good. Mary start to charge you for the haircuts. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yes, um, well, that's a segue. Why don't we talk a little bit about COVID? Yes, uh, we are happy to say that we are seeing the numbers trend a little downward in the region, which is nice to see. Um, of course, the big news this past week was the children in school mm-hmm. uh, did not have to have wear masks um, all day anymore. The mandate was lifted. And all three of our local health departments, you know, aligned with that guidance and, you know, had their meetings with local school supers and everything like that to give them the go-ahead with that, so. Um, It was interesting because, you know, I think the first year or so of COVID, people went along with it and it didn't seem to be too many problems with kids wearing masks. But lately, the last few months, Kara, as we've seen, parents Mm -hmm. are just like, they've had it enough mm-hmm. and they wanted to change right because you know people do point to you know are there studies showing that it's impairing language development or learning somehow and you know the the jury truly is out because you can't ethically have a controlled study where you didn't have children wearing masks but at the same time you know you do have a lot of parents anecdotally saying you know i noticed my five-year-old doesn't know the difference between b's and d's because the teacher wears a mask and he can't see how she's forming the words with her mouth so 
it's you know it's anecdotal but it's still important and it's still a very you know it's a sensitive issue it, it is and I, and I think um what kind of gets lost in this sometimes is that we have to remember the reason why everybody had to wear masks it was to stop the spread which mm-hmm. we know does work and you know we don't want our kids sick or in the hospital or worse dying so you had to take these steps and it's been you know we've had to suffer through it it hasn't been easy and as we have said in the paper you know over the geez the years is that you know um look to the numbers and when the numbers are getting lower you know that's when to consider pulling back on things not yeah. not when it's been a while for the numbers are high and people are just like oh, yeah there we go no no there? and there was there was some pushback some people said well the cdc said if you have a high rate why are you taking the mask mandate away um which you can make that argument for our area because our numbers are a little bit higher compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the state but, but the, they are much lower than they yes. were you know right even earlier uh last month and the month before so Naturally, we will be curious to see what happens in the next week or two with uh, no masks in schools to see where the numbers are, if they continue to go down, or if we do have a spike. Uh, I don't know. It'll be something to watch for. Mm -hmm. I saw something on Twitter the other night that said um, it's like 13 days and the sun will be setting after 7 p.m. or something like that. Later. Now that I say that, I think it'll be more than 13. Now that I say that out loud, it sounds kind of wrong. Well, (laughs) it's getting there. Isn't isn't daylight savings time coming up? Is it? Spring ahead. Yeah, that's April. No, I mean, I think it's sooner. Are you sure? I think Well, we we also, we, the press public, reported the wrong time for daylight savings time last year anyway. (laughs) It was in the fall, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's no, the savings time ends. <laughs> we didn't actually report it. We almost did, didn't we? Thought we got it in the paper the wrong day. No, but... I don't think we did. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but yeah, I think it's coming up soon. Um, Which will be nice because this whole waking up and in the dark and all that stuff is yeah not good. But yes, although um, you know it was pretty March third yesterday and it was five below at my house overnight so we're still in the throes of winter mm-hmm. if yeah. you haven't noticed ben Rowe, i'm denying that <laughs> but um with spring and good weather comes more flying weather maybe people will be <laughs> flying back to Plattsburgh from Florida after the I've never heard of ideal there. flying temperatures but yeah we'll go with it mm-hmm. right <laughs> and we did have some really big airport news this week Joe Thank there you, you go that jump. that's what I'm talking about <laughs> so um as you know if you're a subscriber you probably know there was only the Boston bid through Cape Air which would um bring nine passenger flights to the airport through, you know, essential air service once the DC flights, you know, they're on their way out. SkyWest is pulling out due to staffing challenges and such. But the Clinton County Legislature this week posted a letter saying that they intend to seek out what's called alternative essential air service grant funding in order to bring 30 passenger flights to Philadelphia. And I've been told by legislature legislator Bobby Hall, who's the chair of the airport committee, that the reason why they want to go there is because of this airline, Contour Airlines, connection with American Airlines and your ability to then connect to flights that go throughout the country. So that's what they're looking to do. 
it's it was emphasized to me by airport director Chris Craig that it is still very much, you know, those details are being finalized. It's still very much to the depart- up to the Department of Transportation. But we could be seeing those flights. That could be the new, basically, D.C., you know, connecting hub. It is interesting. Um, and it, it's, it's exciting because um, the Washington uh, route, the flights there for the last couple of years. People seem to like that. You know, mm-hmm. it seem to work out well. You can get a lot of connections from Dulles. Um, going to Boston always was, uh, we heard complaints about it because it was difficult to get connections. And when you arrived at Logan from Plattsburgh, you had to leave the secure area and go through TSA again mm-hmm. to get your connecting flight. And people didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, people like the flights to Boston for medical reasons. And a lot of people right. have, right. you know, appointments there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Philadelphia is a big airport. It's a good airport. It's a, you know, major city. So hopefully we can get a lot of connections. And 30-seat planes is a, more appealing, I think. Than, yeah, than the nine-passenger, probably. But I have, I have a question, Joe, because someone did tweet at me, you know, wondering why we haven't been brought to New York over the years. Ooh. And I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, um, and and we've always found that the, the slots for airlines in the New York airports, Kennedy and LaGuardia, are just full. There's none left open for... Very competitive. Uh, mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, to serve Plattsburgh to New York market, which is unfortunate because a lot of people would like to go there. Mm-hmm. And that would, would also be another good connecting hub. Yeah, certainly. So, certainly. Yeah. It's, it makes sense. I, I mean... Right now, if you're flying, again, we can talk about the Plattsburgh International Airport and what its role is supposed to be. But a lot of people that need to fly somewhere, they can go to Burlington or Albany. Because uh, Plattsburgh never was supposed to be a you know daily service type airport designed to compete with Albany or Burlington. That wasn't the plan. It was going to be more of a niche, niche airport with direct flight south, charter flights, and, and some limited daily service. They're still on that model. Um, there is potential, I guess, for, for more. Um, but we need. It, it's nice to have a daily service uh, somewhere that you can connect to. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've already heard from some people who, again, their first question when they hear about this is, wait, Philadelphia? What's in Philadelphia? But as Joe said, it's a, uh, I mean, I've been to it. It's a nice airport. It's a big airport. Big, yeah. And is that it's, and as you know, as you're both saying, is that Philadelphia isn't even necessarily the destination. <laughs> Philadelphia is just the hub to probably go right elsewhere. To, to go <laughs> elsewhere, and, and and Allegiant will still have the flights to Florida, mm-hmm. correct? Flights to Florida, yep. As far, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything different. Chris told me that um, they were very pleased with their numbers, even you know during. The pandemic and everything so that was during a meeting he had with them i think last fall or winter so as far as we know they're sticking around they've been talking a while of course mostly it was pre pre-pandemic about uh international flights and maybe going to france that would be cool it would be cool i think it'll take a lot just from all that i've learned you know covering this bee and talking to chris talking to bobby it takes a lot of work to bring even a domestic location into the airport's fold so it's uh that that would take a lot of work i'm sure that they've you know been working on that over the years making connections making you know as chris always says the business case for the airport wherever they go so we'll see what comes with that i know bobby hall before he retires would really want to see some international destination like the caribbean or like europe well, the infrastructure's out there. 
you got plenty of room. So if I could someday say that I was flying from Plattsburgh to France, that would be <laughs> pretty cool. You, you might be able to. <laughs> Maybe. That would be cool. But anyways, what's on, next on the docket, Benro? I had a good transition, Joe, and now it's a generic transition. Sorry. We'll still, still use it. My good transition is that speaking of people who are pleased with the numbers, Kara heard from our representatives of the area recently. Oh, the state of... State yes. of everything. So yesterday was the Chamber's annual state of the county, city, and town. Um, I covered that. At, it was at the Butcher Block. Um, we had Clinton County Legislature Chair Mark Henry, uh, City of Plattsburgh Mayor Chris Rosenquist, and Town of Plattsburgh Supervisor Michael Cashman, who may be listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> um, give their presentations on, you know, how things have been going with their respective municipalities and kind of their visions for the future. And you know, it's, it is usually, like for the most part, I would say last year was probably a little bit more, um, I don't want to say sad. Sad's not the right word, but uh, we, I would say there was more, even more of an optimistic tone this year among those three leaders with their various um, speeches and presentations and that kind of thing. Which, it, it, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's. It, I like the fact that the chamber does this now and has those three there because they used to give their own state of city town county on, yeah. their, on their own yeah oh. but it's nice to have them all there and and people got to ask questions right yes they did i um i haven't written that one up yet but there were some questions you know about how the city plans to address housing so chris kind of expanded on that or what they're each doing to um address child care and all the conversations that are going on around that and there was an interesting back and forth because Trevor Cole, he's still with the town, correct? Yes. Yeah, so he asked, you know, what their plans are for the Route 3 corridor, so that gave Michael and Chris the chance to um, talk about the city-town compact and how that's kind of been built in, you know, the, the approach that they're going to bring to making that a, uh, a, a good, productive, you know, thoroughfare connecting their, you know, the downtown and the uptown Plattsburgh. So, that, that was that was interesting, but stay tuned for more details on that Q&A session because I will get to it when I can. <laughs> so. Yes. I do find that in any update like this is that, as I think some of the leaders pointed out, is that, you know, in, heck, the pandemic's not even done yet, but coming out of the bump and grind of the pandemic, that, again, the numbers are looking pretty good overall. And, I mean, you know, with the border still being what it is kind of, Restrange things a little bit. There's still some hiccups here and there, but overall, the the coffers seem to be pretty good for most of the area. Yeah, I know Mark said that he he, you know, is anticipating that there will be forward movement on the Canadian border soon from the Canadian side. So. We hope so. I mean, I know the chamber came out. Gary came out today with a notice about some forty million dollars is being pumped into uh, uh, border sites to for improvements. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that will, you know, help as we make steps towards getting a fully reopened border because uh, it is that is going to be critical uh, obviously for this summer. We can't afford I, I bet, I'm sure many business people are saying they can't afford another summer like we've had the last two. Um, well, you know what's been helping the local finances lately? All the money coming in from gas revenue and gas taxes. Yes. <laughs> well, certain local finances, not everybody's local finances. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Mahoney was talking about that. You know, he's working on something on that uh, today, I believe. Is yes, with higher gas prices, counties do get more sales tax. Mm -hmm. It's yep. just the way it is. 
Although um, that's like the most double of double edged sword. It is. Thing it is. I mean, you know, do, do you want that money in the county's hands so maybe they can lower your tax bill? Or do you want that money to stay in consumers' pockets so they can spend it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough one. Mark Dame. That was one of Mark Dame's favorite uh, topics. Uh, how do we uh, rectify getting so much revenue when, when people have to pay for it? Personally, I'd rather see a lot lower gas prices and the county get less tax revenue. Sorry, Mr. Zerlo. <laughs> it is one of the most visible back and forths in that is that, yeah, the people are hypersensitive to what the gas prices are. They're up. <laughs> it's $4.19 today. Yeah. Even in 2008, when we had the first gas crisis, or the most recent gas crisis, I don't think it got that high. I think it just crested at $4. This is bad. Okay, but Joe, look at what they're paying over in Europe. I know. (laughs) I don't know how they do it. It's like, my goodness. And as in another update, the president addressed the nation this week on the State of the Union and mentioned the fact that, you know, um, the current disarray in Eastern Europe is... um, is affecting a lot of things. Disarray? It's an invasion. <laughs> I just choose my words carefully. Yes. Don't choose your words carefully. You don't need to couch your words on this. That's an invasion. <laughs> Yes, the disarray around the invasion, Kara, all the different moving parts. Mm-hmm. Is right. the, Some people right. think it's just a matter of, you know, soldiers on the ground, but it's, the, it's as much an economic thing as there's a physical bombs and that kind of thing. And the and, European relationships and how multi-layered and complicated all of those are. Yes. You know, it, it is. It's a mess. And it's, it's terrible to see the images of people fleeing. Uh, the looks on their faces, I mean, they're so frightened and you know, I cannot imagine um, what that's like. So it, it's it's a bad situation all the way around. But as the president suggested, is that you know, um, it's it, and again, not to suggest anything, but that it's um, it's easier to just picture sending aid and sending weapons, and sending that to it. But it's the again the financial effects of it. Everyday people are probably going to feel to a certain degree, and so you know. As we're helping them out, you have to be prepared for that. So I feel like a bit of that money that you're paying gas is, or in certain costs, is kind of going to that. And I kind of like that, the idea that, you know, um, we're doing our part to support. Let's hope so. Let's hope it works out in mm-hmm. the end. Um, but this comes on top of, as you know, two years of a pandemic where we've struggled economically as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bad storm. Yes, and I will say again is that, you know, um, the State of the Union, you know, Joe's seen more of these than we have in our lifetimes, me and Kara, but is that it's interesting that as other politicians have suggested again, and, you know, all sympathy to the Ukrainians and the invasion over there, but is that it certainly gave President Biden a good jumping off point in the address, is that as people are saying, you know, if this had happened like a month ago, what would you have been talking about? You know, my goodness. Inflation. Still, yes, <laughs> that, that unfortunately is not going away. Yes, uh, but it's that he, he was able to have his not his but a nice moment of unity in the beginning, but yeah. You know, and even um, when I spoke with Congresswoman Elise Stefanik about that, she said that she feels it was important for you know the world to see that display of unity among Democrats and Republicans in Congress. You know, a bunch of people were wearing some form of blue and yellow, whether it was a pin or a right. tie or right. a scarf, or there was um. I think her name is Victoria Sparts, I believe, of Indiana, um, who's Ukrainian-born. She was wearing this, you know, yellow dress with, like, this blue 
um, blazer over it, you know, to show solidarity for her native country. So I, th I think it was, you know, I, I would agree with her. It was important for them to see that unity around Ukraine. Absolutely. And, and, yes. and if it, we as a country can't even nut around that, then what are we even doing? <laughs> so. No, that, that's been a positive of this. And people mm -hmm. are rallying. I mean, let's face it, human atrocities are human atrocities. And, and most people, I would hope, um, would respond uh, as they should with compassion and generosity. And I will say is that I was actually surprised a bit watching it. You know, again, I've only seen a handful in my life, but it's that there seemed to be a pretty good Arab. There weren't too many hecklings in it, and it seemed like pretty bipartisan. Well, there was the notable ones. There were some notable ones, yes. But overall, I thought there was a lot of bipartisan clapping, which is always nice to see. Is that I think in some of the previous ones, especially the Trump ones, is that there was a bit more of a, we'll clap for our things, and we'll clap for our things, but we won't clap for anything. Well, and, and, and <laughs> it's kind of a shame, at least I think. I mean, the heckling, the ripping up of speeches, um, we don't need that. any of that from mm -hmm. either side. Um, I mean, it's the State of the Union, it is, it's political theater to begin with, but, you know, let's just uh, have a, a civil discourse for once, and please. One, one night of unity? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the State of the Union, it, you know, it's, it's, in, it's live, in person, on TV. It's not social media. Let's get away from the social media <laughs> mindset of snipe, snipe, snipe. Mm -hmm. Please. I feel, I feel like in 2022 and 2021, Joe has definitely shifted over to the no more social media mm -hmm. train, yeah. as maybe we all have. Uh, well, I think everybody goes through it, right? <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. bit here and there. And I mean, I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember where I first heard this, but it's something that I think I've been fortunate to find that it's been really true, is it's, it's harder to hate somebody up close. So there might be like... A friend you haven't seen in a while who you feel really annoyed with or it might be you know a political enemy of yours but getting to actually talk with them and interact with them kind of you know makes you recognize that wow it's they're a person they're not just this cutout that you can just throw things at um so i think that that's something important that we need to get back to absolutely Absolutely. They're not just their tweets that you see that they have more than Right. Uh, I mean, it is very hard to divorce that because that's how we experience more people, most people these days. Well, it's true. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of people that I know, have known for a long time, and in, in the last couple of years, some of the things they post makes me say, oh my goodness, really? But when I see those people in person, it is totally different. Um, they're nice. They're pleasant. I am as well, and we have a good interaction. And it, it's not like what we see on, on social media. So that that's an interesting thought. Karen mm. Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, I try them. to have those. <laughs> and when people tell me I ask interesting questions, I'm like, I try to have those too. <laughs> so. Yes, and you're a trivia champion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, some, up. Yes. Yeah. My uh, my boyfriend and a couple friends and I went to Valcor Brewing this week for trivia, and we nice. came in second. It was our first time ever going with a part. The round that demolished us was sports mascots and their teams that they represent. That was pretty rough. We only got fifty out of a possible two hundred points, Ooh, which no. was a bummer. But uh, we did pretty well in computers and tech and. Decently well in music, but we got a $15 gift certificate out of it, so that was pretty hey, cool. Hey, not bad. Yeah. Um, well, that reminds me, as I spoke recently, um, and it was in last, actually earlier this week, um, was it this week? Gosh. Um, my recent chess story with one of the local chess champions, and that he said that, in his words, 
if you do well enough to earn money, you're a champion. <laughs> I like that. that. Is that okay? <laughs> if you rank high enough, where they send you away with some money, you're pretty good. So I you're give Gary the yes the status of you went away with more money than you. Well, hopefully more money than you can. Well, I don't know. Because here's the thing: we had to pay for like dinner. So I mean, like, uh, I guess we we came away with uh, more money than we might have. But it was a fun night out. It was a fun night. Yes. It was a fun night. Speaking yeah. of fun nights, ooh. I hear that ticket prices for the Batman are nineteen dollars. Oh, I did see something really? on the internet about it's how the jack up the prices for yes. called variable pricing. If your movie's popular, we gotta yes. charge people more to see it. Yes. <laughs> That's I crazy. Mean, I'm surprised they hadn't done that before. <laughs> well, wow. they're blaming the pandemic. Of course, that's re- handy. Recoup re- 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 <laughs> box office losses in the last couple of years. What What are y'all's expectations for this Batman movie? I'll, you go first, and then I'll tell you my thought process. Joe um, didn't even know what it was called the other day. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a little bit out of it. Um, it's been a while since I've been the, to the Batman franchise. Um, but Batman's cool. I like him. Mm-hmm. Joe grew up with um, Michael Keaton. Yes. Mm. <laughs> with the, the armor suit. But I do remember, as a kid, the original Batman TV series. Oh, goodness. Yeah. The wacky one. Gotham. <laughs> Gotham City. <laughs> with the, the spotlight. My favorite show when I was like five years old. Oh, my goodness. From what I've heard, this one is distinctly much darker than that. Is Joe wants to go back to the fun Batman. Are you going? I, I want to, yeah. I've heard I've heard really good things about it. I've mm-hmm. heard that, if anything, it's definitely worth going to see. And also, um, is that you figure going playing a vampire to play in Batman. You know, you got Robert Pattinson in there. Yeah. Putting on the bat suit. And it's he's he's a good actor. He 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 is. And he has denounced Twilight, you For know, his time there. So like, you know, I mean, you know. Full disclosure, I I was a teenage girl, you know, from like 07 to 2011, so like I really adored the Twilight books, and then I watched all the movies, and you know, I realized their quality is, you know, lacking. But uh, my thought process with Batman is, you know, I loved the Dark Knight trilogy, so that's kind of, you know, the bar that I have, and I... If I'm being brutally honest, I have not been very pleased with the trailers that have come out, Mm. but trailers, you know, they can be hit or miss. So I'm kind of going to be going into this with no expectations whatsoever, hoping my mind gets blown, but being prepared for if it's not, I don't really know. So you are going to go see it? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I would like to go see it. I, I love it. I'm waiting for the um, Dumbledore Grindelwald mm. I want to go see, see it. and I haven't seen any of those movies. I'm scared to. Wait, have you seen the other ones, Yes. Joe, the, the first Fantastic ones? Beasts mm-hmm. and um, um, what was the other, the other one was... The Fall of Grindelwald, yeah. or whatever his name is. Yep. Um, yeah, I have, and I'm very interested in this one as well. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in April, I think. Joe is a loyal Potter fan. I am. <laughs> I am. And, you, and that and you don't like that, Benro. No. Hey, I I read some of the books. someday I may be able to watch a movie or two. Oh, so. come on! Before um. Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al in the movie, which I saw that the other day. Like, <laughs> he's wait, a he's what? a pretty good actor. Like I've seen him in a couple of other things, and he's he, he does pretty well. He I does. Think. They're all doing well for themselves. And Rupert Grint, I think he's just enjoying his Harry Potter money. Yeah, I will. the The movie that I am actually really excited to go see though is Cyrano, with Peter yes, Dinklage, yes. where he's in oh, this yes, triangle. Yes, yes. Because you know, I I watched Game of Thrones, loved you know seasons one through six 
8.5-ish, I would say, <laughs> right? I think, would you say that's accurate, Pedro? Yes. Yeah. So um, I think he's a good actor, and I'm excited to, that's something that yes, I'm excited to see. Yes, I wouldn't see. mind seeing that. You know, yeah. i got to say, I'm sorry. You know what we're watching right now, binge uh, watching, uh, is Yellowstone. Oh, and yeah. i got to say, people love it. People <laughs> really? love it. And I'm like, this is kind of oh. cheesy. Oh. Okay. But... It's like a bad car wreck. You can't yes. take your eyes off it. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, because like my my parents watch it, and I adore my parents. Before I say <laughs> this next thing, so that that gives me pause when my parents are really big Whoa. fans of a TV show. If I'm being honest, apparently so. it's very popular. It, it is, is incredibly, and popular. that's another reason that I'm like, hmm, this could be Game of Thrones, or this could be, I don't know, what's a crappy, really popular TV show. You know what this is? <laughs> or this could be season this eight of Game of Thrones. Big Bang Theory. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love Big Bang Theory. I used to. Well, you know what Yellowstone is? It, it's, it's it's the Sopranos out west. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good pitch. I like that. There's a lot Are of... Are we sure it's on the same par, though? Because, I mean, it's being produced on, what, Peacock, whereas Sopranos was HBO. And, I mean, HBO oh, puts more into I mean, story-wise. Okay. Yeah, not, okay. not the violence. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, my wife and I are watching it. She's the big bitch watcher, and I just joined her. Mm-hmm. The covers a couple of times when we just looked at each other and said, the oh. acting is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had... And maybe I've just only seen him in, like, snippets. I've always had mixed feelings about Kevin Costner. Right. He's either really good or mm-hmm. eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or <laughs> he plays the same character in yeah. most things. Like, I think it was you, Ben, who said he always knows the assignment. He does. He, 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 he plays a lot of roles. Whether he plays them well or not is another question, but he plays a lot of roles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in this one, he's actually not that bad. It's some of the others. It's just like, uh, Okay. <laughs> I'll have to give it a try. I'll report back next podcast. So, I may or may not. I'm kind of rewatching Parks and Rec right now, which will always hold a special Can't go place wrong in with my that. heart. You gotta yeah. have a comfort show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definite comfort show. Well, very good. Well, that's a good happy ending to land. Yes. On, so. And um, the other, only other thing I want to bring up is is today is going to be is a challenge for me and and for others I assume because it's the first Friday of Lent. Yes. And I can't eat meat, so remind me to get fish. Uh-oh. Yep, we're making pasta primavera tonight. Yes. Yeah. I never I... understand how fish isn't meat. <laughs> 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 but yes, we Chicken all have to that. <laughs> check out your local American Legion or VFW fish, fish fry if you're looking for fish on yes. Friday. Now wait, you can give up anything, right? Like you can give a chocolate well, or soda. Or... Let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a non practicing anything, what what is the rules of this? You're thing? not supposed to. It's not so much that you give something up. You're so, supposed to devote yourself, right? So, as someone who was raised Catholic, yes, like people approach it differently. Like the idea, I was reading up on this because I was reading up on the secular approach to Lent, which tends to be more on you know like refocusing on your goals, almost like reorient, reorienting yourself towards New Year's resolutions or something, mm-hmm. versus the you know Catholic faith-based practice of Lent, which is more about you know denying yourself something so you can contemplate you know the more complicated parts of your relationship with God. Whether everyone who is you know Catholic or of a faith who partakes actually takes it to that extent. I haven't seen that a whole lot personally, even though I was like raised in the church. I would say it was more so like, I'm giving up chocolate. 
and seeing how that goes. And then on Easter, I'm so excited because I can have chocolate again. Right. So, um, so yeah, but that's that is what it's supposed to be about. Is is like may, maybe working to improve yourself by yes denying something of yourself. So in general, on the sweets train. It's not supposed to be a survivor challenge where you, you <laughs> give up for a couple of weeks and then you just binge what you just gave up. You're supposed to think right. about yes. what does it mean to be disciplined enough to be able yes. to give up. Yeah, I think, I think thing. yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. other people, they're just watching the box and, all right, I win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chocolate. The spirit of helping others. I like that. Being, and being nice to others. I mean, you know, I've, I've been contemplating for a while doing like non-phone Sundays or something like that. And like... Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of discipline nowadays. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it can get that. lost. Yes. Well, that's for sure. And I then there's the that. abstaining from meat thing that a lot of people and fries. don't mind too. Yes. yes. Which yes. I don't mind. I can do that. And Ash Wednesday. Did you eat me on Wednesday? I accidentally did. I, Joe. I, I, no. Tisk, tisk. I know. I know. <laughs> well, very good. Well, whether you're celebrating or not, we appreciate you listening. And you can find us on PressPublicNet.com, on soundcloud on apple podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and until next time joe thanks everyone for listening we appreciate it have a great weekend and a week ahead and until then we wish everybody a little weak side help